I'm Alyssa Bresnak, and over the past year, I've spoken with founders and fans, investors and engineers, employees, celebrities, all to answer one question. What happened to HQ Trivia? An app that drew millions of live viewers and was supposed to be the future of TV, until it wasn't. From the Ringer Podcast Network, this is Boom Bust, the rise and fall of HQ Trivia. Now on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome to Against All Odds, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. Cousin Sal here. Um, you know, we didn't do a podcast last week. It didn't feel right to do one. It doesn't feel great this week either. This podcast is so small compared to what's going on. And I don't really want to come off as preachy. And I'm also not smart enough to articulate a lot of this anyway. But I do think it's important to listen and learn and speak up and to donate to causes that further goals of unity and peace. Uh, no one in this country should uh, be afraid to leave their home or to interact with authority because of their color. And I'm not going to pretend to know what that's like, but no one should do that. So let's please work to fix that. All right. And that's enough for me. Hill producer, Jim Cunningham. What's happening, Jim? Not much, Sal. Jim is actually scared to go to his home. The opposite one of <laughs> that's I was true. just talking I was thinking about. That, as you said, it. yes, it's a Corona Corona campus there, right? Are you still with a, a bunch of guys sneezing all over you? Yeah, there was about um, I'd say another six or seven new people here this week. It was fun. All right, <laughs> another six or seven. Yeah, good lord. I'll start all right, you well, like pictures. Uh, like I said, this is not of utmost <laughs> importance, but we hope to make you laugh a little. Hopefully, hand out some winners. We're gonna have a uh, Joe House on later. Golf is back. He's our expert. He's going to come on. He'll give us some winners. He'll, he hits it from all different aspects. And the other fellas make it all work. My gurus of gambling, my wizards of wagering, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, Brother Bry, and Darren, the parlay kid. What's happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? What's up, Sal? What's going on, buddy? Uh, we were off. By the way, we're going to be taking the next few weeks off. Um, we feel like there's not enough sports. We put our heads together and decide, you know what? There's really not sports to, to be talking about sports gambling too much. And we don't want to cheapen the show. It's already very cheap. Um, and it's adorable <laughs> to, to make fun of Harry with his Bundesliga uh, soccer picks. But um, we're going to wait. We're going to be patient. Sports will be back. We will return as well. Um, and in the spirit of returning, I thought we would go over the NFL still you know, 90 something days away, probably. But let's talk about comebacks and the comeback player of the year. Maybe we're the comeback players of the year when we return next month. But at the top of that list, Big Ben plus 275. Uh, Rob Gronkowski. Oh, how do you say it? It's been so long, Jim. Three to one odds for Gronk. J.J. Watt plus 550. Matthew Stafford, eight to one. A.J. Green, nine. Cam Newton, not even on a team. Ten to one. Foles, 14. Alex Smith, 14. Then you have Todd Gurley, 20. Miles Garrett, 20. Andy Dalton, 22 to 1. Let's start off with you, Harry. What do you like? Who do you like in this batch? It's fun comeback player of the year. It's usually won by a quarterback. I think it's, um, they've been two in a row and eight of the last 12. Who are you taking? 
you know, I'm going to go wide receiver of the Bengals, A.J. Green, at, like you mentioned, Sal, at 9-1. to one. I think it's time for a culture change in Cincinnati. Green missed all oh. of 2019. He played only nine games in 18. But with Joe Burrow at quarterback, let's see what the Bengals can do on offense. They, they could be somewhat dangerous here. Green's lifetime numbers, 111 games, all with Cincy, almost 9,000 yards, 63 touchdowns. He does turn 32 in July. But he will be healthy, and Cincinnati has Tyler Boyd uh, to offset him. He's, he's had back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons. They drafted T. Higgins uh, to complement Green. A.J. still has a couple of years left in him, I think. Love to see him light it up with Joe Burrow. I'm going to take A.J. Green at 9-1. to Yeah, he's great. I think if – I try to think of how many wins – how many wins would the Bengals have to have for A.J. Green to to win this award? Because I think it matters, right? Yeah. Seven, maybe eight. Mm-hmm. You okay. Know? I mean, and, right. and, and, and again, remember also now with the uh, seven teams that make the uh, playoffs, maybe if somehow Bengals could sneak in at that seven spot, that would that'd be huge for him. Yeah, I don't know. I love the Steelers. I like the Ravens still. I don't know. I don't think they make it there. But um, I will say this, Harry, on the board there, this is your last act of defiance towards Eli Manning because he has odds at 100 to 1 to be comeback player of the year. You're not even you're not going to put a dollar on him. Wow. Um Maybe I will put a dollar on that. That is, uh, who, who's he going to go to? No, he to? won't. No, no, he won't. No, right. Parley kid. He's you're not right. betting you're Eli. Right. Let's just remember Parley kid, right? This is it. He turned yeah. his back on Eli for one he, last time. He, one last time. One final time. One final time. <laughs> who do you like in this group? Well, you know, I had Garoppolo at four to one last year, Sal. And, uh, surprisingly he didn't win this. I still trying to wrap my head around that with Tannehill winning this award. Yeah. Being that Tannehill, I mean, he did a nice job for the Titans, an excellent job for the Titans, but uh, his numbers really weren't much different than they were the year before in the same amount of starts with the Dolphins. So it wasn't Mm -hmm. um, this great comeback. And here's what I realized with this award. This award, I always designated it as maybe a guy who missed a season. He really didn't play. And then he comes back the next year and has an excellent year, like Garoppolo. Mm -hmm. Uh, This award doesn't really doesn't have to be by those rules i guess i guess it could be somebody that just didn't have a great year and they bounce back with a a great year so a guy like baker mayfield could be in play i don't see odds for him now but i did see him earlier in the week at 25 to 1 on on some site Hmm. he might be a good example but so i like somebody that we see on fox bet at 33 to 1 and derwin james of the chargers uh two years ago james was as a rookie was a first team all pro Right. And last year he came back at the end of the year and he he seemed healthy. Uh, Adam Shine right now is saying he's a candidate for defensive player of the year. He may lead the Chargers in interceptions. He may lead them in tackles. He is probably going to become the face of that franchise there. And if the Chargers have a pretty good year at 33 to one right here, this is a perfect example of a guy who can really bounce back and you can get a great odds on him right now. Could be a candidate for comeback player of the year. Derwin James, 33 to 1. I don't mind that. He was a dominant player, a force all over the field, won uh, all sorts of accolades two years ago. That's nice. The only knock on it, a defensive player, and I guess the odds are built into this trend that a defensive player has only won three times in the last 15 years. I I see a kicker on there. Stephen Guskowski. What the hell would have to happen for Stephen (laughs) Guskowski, even at 60 to 1? To win, but brother Bry, I think you agree with me. I mentioned eight out of the last twelve have been quarterbacks. They tend to give this 
to a quarterback. I think Roethlisberger is probably it's smart to have him at plus 275. Do you know the Steelers were the only team in the NFL that didn't have a, a touchdown on their opening drive? That says a lot. I mean, you know, having Big Ben back there is good for probably three win difference, I would think, on that team. Um, that said, I don't want to go that low. I'm going to go, and I think Brother Bry agrees with Matt Stafford at eight to one. If you look at his last seven years, he averaged like 29 touchdowns and about 4,700 yards. He's a repeat winner. Gronk is a repeat winner. I don't know if repeat winner is great for a franchise. I mean, it's usually given, like Paulie Kidd said, maybe it was someone who came back from uh, drug problems, most likely an injury or something like that. Not not in Stafford's case, the drug problems, but um, I, I don't know what it does to a franchise if a guy keeps winning comeback player of the year. A lot of starts and stops. But brother Bry, you agree with me on Stafford? Uh, yeah, I agree with you on Stafford. I, I also, I actually do like Harry's picks, and I do like Darren's pick there. But at Stafford eight to one, I like it. Look, Detroit was zero and eight last year without Stafford, uh, and they had the third worst record in NFL. So Stafford was actually on his way to having his best statistical season before he broke his back. You know, this year they're going to have a ton of weapons. I think if they can improve, you know, if they could win four or five more games be a threat to be a playoff team. And Stafford's going to get close probably to 5,000 yards if he's healthy. So I do think um, at 8-1 to one odds, those are good odds. I get, I guess, like you said, though, I guess the only question would be is, could a guy win this twice? Um, yeah. Being that he won it in 2011. So I guess that's my only reservation there. But, you know, I'm looking at the odds. I'm trying to figure out. Darren brought up Baker Mayfield. I don't see... Um, Marcus Mariota, my boy right now. So right. that's another one I would actually look at considering Tannehill won it last year. I would consider, I mean, what would the odds be for him? A hundred to one. I would think about you gotta it. You got to put him up for the odds, right? If, yeah. If Fox bet is listening, if you have Eli Manning up there, you have to have Mariota. By the way, I misspoke. Uh, Gronk did not win uh, twice this award. He, he'll, <laughs> he's up for winning twice. Right. He could do it. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of interesting names. Todd Gurley is fitting into uh, as much as you could fit into an offense over Zoom, I guess. The Atlanta coaches are are happy with him. He's at 20 to 1. Uh, Joe Flacco, Bradley Chubb. I think we hit the good ones. I really do. I don't like Nick Foles there at, uh, or Alex Smith at 14 to 1. But Harry, shame on you again for not jumping on mm. Eli. Jim Cunningham, you have any thoughts of this? I don't think uh, CJ Mosley's in there. I don't know. I actually. I'd like to see Eli come back and uh, maybe join the Patriots, win a Super Bowl, become the oh, greatest be Patriots quarterback oh. ever. Yeah, oh. there you go. Would that be the worst thing? I don't know. Would anybody <laughs> like that? <laughs> I would. There's not. Oh yeah. Oh, that's right, Jim. I guess you would. <laughs> it's one person. No, the worst Wait, thing is as... the worst thing is Jason Garrett being the Giants' offensive coordinator. That's the worst thing. No, that's the best. That's so much fun. <laughs> that's so much fun right now. Um, yeah, it's funny because I think you could find. I was looking this morning, Cam Newton on Fox bet is nine to one to be the starter for the Patriots, which is fun. Um, but you can only get him for at what a 10 to one to be the comeback player of the year. So, which would, seems like he would have to do something like that. All right, there you go. Comeback player of the year. That brings us to our sponsored segment, Captain Morgan's make believe riverboat casino we, each week, the degenerate trifecta and I set sail tackling pretend propositions related to sports and pop culture events. Um, Anybody else see the uh, Bruce Lee 30 for 30 this weekend? Was I the only one to watch that thing? Uh, yeah, I watched parts of it. I watched parts of it. I mean, it's definitely a yeah. fitting, good timepiece right now. 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, I want to get into whose ass he could kick. Could he right. kick Chuck Norris's? I don't care about the movie. I was interested to find out that he was like in movies as a kid, and it wasn't just this um, martial arts star that they said, oh, hey, why don't you be in movies? Although ultimately that ended up being his his niche there. But um, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't care about a lot of that stuff. I wanted to see how he fared with the best. So the captain said, all right, calm down, Sal. Talk it out with the fellas. What do you think, as far as leading men in movies go, who is the toughest of all time? Now, Tyson in Hangover doesn't count because he was not a leading man. But here's who they narrowed it down to. The captain did. Bruce Lee, minus 350. Steven Seagal, 5-1. to one. The Rock, 7-1. to one. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Terminator, 20-1. to one. Or The Field at 5-2. to two. Harry Take us away now, Harry. I think you're going to screw this up, but let's yeah, let's probably, see. I'm probably, gonna, gonna, probably going to screw okay. this up. But uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm t- <laughs> Steve Carell. Now that would be yeah. fitting. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, right. I'm going to take. Does James Con <laughs> count? Can I say James James Con? And part well, of the field. I don't think so. Unless you believe it, you could say whatever you want, but I don't yeah. Think, <laughs> well, give me I, some you know, look, explanation. Look, Look, I think just because uh, sorry, we were both uh, born in '71. Brian Song, he was so look, he was why. so good in that that he actually made it okay for tough guys to cry. Does that count for? That's got to count for something, right, Darren? Probably kid. That no, no. And, <laughs> and actually, was head coach of uh, uh, was head coach in the movie The Program, one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, okay, all right, all right, that makes sense. Now. <laughs> uh, uh, then he probably is one of the. He probably he was born in 71. He was in your favorite movie. That uh, probably qualifies him for one of the toughest uh, specimens. In, uh, hey, he's 80 in, now. He has five kids, four marriages. Been doing oh. movies for 57 years. So he's uh, listen, tough. please, you convince me. Queens. You convince me already. But Harry, James Caan fights freaking The Rock at his prime. What do you think? I'm, I'm thinking we put this like we make this like a, a tournament type uh, showdown, similar to when we had Rambo against Mr. Miyagi, which started this whole Captain Morgan thing. You think James Caan uh, holds his own against Steven Seagal? Oh, He's Steven, listed at 5'9", by the way. St- yeah, he is, and Steven Seagal's about 300 pounds right now. Right now. All right, okay. <laughs> I'm hoping the others understand this a little better. Brother Bry, please help us. All please. right, you know, it's funny. Uh, when I was first looking at this list, I was thinking, where the hell is Jean-Claude Van Damme? Because he was a leading man. Cons- I, yeah. can't, I can't believe he actually was. He beat Chong Lee while he was blinded in blood sport. Mm-hmm. Let's not forget that. But look, I'll go with Bruce Lee. I, I will still go with Bruce Lee, even though he got his ass kicked by Brad Pitt. Um, as as a little, <laughs> it's funny. As a little kid, I used to watch. Like it's funny. I haven't watched a, a Bruce Lee movie in forever. But as a little kid, I used to watch it all the time, and I used to think the movies were real, which is where uh-huh. it's like it's like watching WWE for me back in the day. But I also right. wondered. I also wondered why in the fighting scenes there was like fifty guys attacking Bruce Lee, but all individually. Nobody ever. They all wait. They, they all yeah. wait. I'm still trying to figure yeah. out why you go, then you go. <laughs> right. Yeah, that, that still happens. That, that happened like in a lot of the kill bill movies and everything, but you're right, brother Brian, that's what I was looking for in the documentary. Um, uh, cause you know, there was some, and I would think that he would kick uh, Brad Pitt's ass in real life or any stunt, uh, stunt, you know, stunt worker that, uh, took step to him at that time. But that was not cleared up. I think he had the one inch punch. He had all that going on. Obviously, Bruce Lee towards the top. There's there are rumors that the camera guys had to slow down. They actually had a slow mo 
he was so fast. His, his, his movements were so quick that they had to put it in like in a slow, like a 20% slow down mode uh, to make sense. Even in these Kung Fu movies, um, parlay kid, James Kahn, Bruce Lee. What do you got? Uh, yeah, those are good. Those are good ones. But Sal, I'm going to take the field <laughs> and take Carlos Ray Norris, better known as oh. Chuck Norris, who you've mentioned already. Uh, mm. Chuck was the first Westerner to hold an eighth degree black belt in Taekwondo. And he also holds several other black belts in judo, karate, jujitsu. Uh, he was a master of of uh, the martial arts, you could certainly say. He had a professional record uh, while fighting in high-level tournaments of 168, 10, hmm. and 2. We could have won a lot of money on him at the time. Uh, upon retiring, Bruce Lee, I had him play the bad guy in The Way of the Dragon. I'm sure. Uh, I wonder if that was even mentioned or brought up on the program. You obviously watched it. I haven't yet. Looking forward mm -hmm. to it. And he also has gone on to star. He's a leading man in how many different movies? Some of them I can remember seeing, like Lone Wolf McQuaid. You remember that one? Code of Silence. Yeah. Some excellent movies. So uh, Chuck Norris is now 80. And my bet is he could still kick all of our asses. I bet I, I would take that bet. I mean, I think you're right. I, I think, uh, yeah, it's interesting. He, I think that a lot of people out there said that Chuck Norris could beat Bruce Lee uh, when it came, you know, kind of the same genre, same time frame, same, but nobody, nobody's taking him over James Caan. Please, you have to be insane. <laughs> but um, Chuck Norris is a good bet. I'm going to go field here. I mean, obviously, hey, I say Roddy Piper and they live. One of my heroes, yeah. great, great fight scene, all around badass. Um, Dolph Lundgren, Rocky Four, he did it all in real life. Holds the rank of fourth down black belt in uh, Kyokushin Karate, and was a European champion in 1980-81. He was terrified, even to me, when he went against Rocky and or didn't go against him. But when you know, in the latest one, in the latest Creed movie, when he made an appearance, uh, I was still terrified by. Uh, by him and you know one of the great movie lines of all time if he dies he dies terrifying jim cunningham what do you pick <laughs> um i'm going with the field too i was thinking maybe steven seagal just because if he's losing he can run away and if you've ever seen him run it's funny so the people fall <laughs> down laughing or um maybe michael jai white he was spawned but he also did black dynamite and that guy actually really kicks major oh. ass but i think i'm gonna go with um scott Kahn. <laughs> <laughs> well, would Scott have he was a great, he was born in 1976? Great, oh, okay. great in entourage. I didn't know he was born in 76. Good. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's it. Right. I thought that's all we needed. To yeah, that's plenty. <laughs> that's plenty. Justify a pick. Right. Screw you, Jim. Oh. <laughs> Scott could beat James, you think? I mean, he'd have to get past James. Probably not. All right, I got Maybe. Scott. I have Scott over Bruce Lee, over Chuck Norris, and over Seagal. I just I don't think I don't think he gets past James. I don't know. All right, that's another week of Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. No matter how you live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders, James Con. All right, <laughs> fellas, Sharp Tank. I don't have to remind you how it goes. You pick a best bet. Um, we didn't have a show last week. I, I tweeted your guys' best bets. Parley kid, what was yours? You won, and, uh, and yeah, I uh, won. Um, with, I in had, very uh, exciting fashion. Oh, it was great. Garbrandt plus one eighty to win inside the distance. 
Uh, and that that punt was that one of the best punches in UFC history. Like he kind of mm-hmm. baited the uh, his opponent into uh, stepping forward, and right at the punch lands right at the bell at the end of the second yeah. round, like a split second before, perfectly timed. And uh, wow, plus one eighty. So it was a nice nice win for me, Sal. Exciting. All right. Bounce back. Uh, not bounce back. Keep it going. Who do you like well, this week? Look, the parlay kid is back. I'm 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 coming up with a major parlay <laughs> for this weekend. <laughs> I I was going to do a multi-week parlay here to take us all the way through the next five weeks. But we have some people mm-hmm. like, you know, Chris who does our stat. I don't want to have him wait for five weeks to decide whether I won or lost the, gotcha. the bet. So let's we're gonna put uh the multi-sport parlay. Uh, today. Uh, so we're going to have three UFC bets. Out. I'll make them quick. I like Vittori over Roberson this weekend. There's some bad blood brewing between these two. Uh, Vittori is uh, it's, he's minus 200. He is the overall superior fighter. He beats Roberson. That's the first one. Mm-hmm. The second fight, another favorite, Andre Touchy Feely uh, versus mm-hmm. Charles Jourdain, uh minus 250. Philly, Feely is a veteran. Uh, Jordan is in his second UFC fight. We saw what happened with some of these guys uh, last weekend when they just got in against a veteran and they just didn't perform as well as maybe uh, as one could have expected. So let's take the veteran and Feely here at minus 250. Uh, I like my third option here is... Uh, Uh, Let me say this name, get this name right. I don't, I don't really, I should know this guy's name. If I want to say I'm a UFC guy, I should know his name a little bit better than I do. They're not all as easy as James Kahn, like the fighters back in the day. This is, this is true. Right. It's Marab Devalishvili. I'm something to that nature Uh, (laughs) against Ray Borg. I like the fight to go over two and a half rounds. Uh, And these two go the distance in almost all of their fights, uh, and that's sitting at minus 250 for that to go over two and a half rounds. And my last one, Sal, we're going to add a little golf here, Uh, and I like Justin Rose to finish in the top 20 this weekend. Uh, He won this tournament two years ago, shot a minus, uh, he was 20 under, I believe, two years ago. He was off to a very bad start this year. This, for him... And maybe only him. This break was perfect timing for him mm-hmm. to work on his game. I th- I feel like he's very familiar with the course. He's one of the best uh, with his irons in the world. So let's look at him to finish in the top twenty on a course he he won it all two years ago at. This is all together plus seven eighty. Okay, so all right. let's let's do it. Let's do right, that. I'll, I'll I'll tweet that. That's too much of a mess to go through for everybody. But now I'll consider it for my That's best bet. That's not fitting in a tweet. Plus, uh, you're right. Devalish Vellel over two and a half rounds. Um, uh, okay, there you go. Brother Bry, um, you had a win too last week, right? Yeah, I had uh, Sterling over Sanhagen, which... Oh, yeah. For, for big bets, I mean, that was one of the easiest bets I ever made for one of my bigger bets that I had in UFC. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, that was an easy submission by Sterling, a, a, a Long Island guy here from Uniondale. So uh, that was uh, that was fun. Um, nice. But, but I'm going to go with, uh, since Harry and House will have golf, uh, probably could have the UFC. But I'll, I'll stick with the UFC. I've had a nice 
a decent run the last two weeks on USC. And I'll go Jessica I in the main event, minus 115 over Cynthia Calvillo. Uh, look, Jessica I is significantly better striker. She's the bigger fighter. Calvillo will be moving up in weight. Uh, she's more known as a wrestler, where I is actually decent there too. So Calvillo didn't really look well uh, that well her, her last fight. Um, she struggled in the first couple of rounds. So I I got beat up against Shevchenko, but who doesn't get beat up? She's had some good wins over her last couple of fights, including Chukagian. Um, so give me the bigger, more experienced fighter at pretty much uh, even odds here at minus 115. Um, I like her to pull it out. All right. Hey, you know who has not been doing very well in uh, this UFC, these fights is me. Um, Fox bet has this thing that I, I fell in love with because I think like three cards ago, there were three wins inside 60 seconds, maybe two, but I think three and Fox bet has this for every single fight. You could bet, you know, the fight will end within 60 seconds. I won this with Connor's last win and I got very excited and it seemed to happen every card. And if it happens every card, you pretty much at least get your money back. This runs from nine to one to 30 to one odds for each fight, you know, individually. Um, Brian, how many fights in a row? It's probably about 25 fights in a row. Uh, yeah. You've that... done it. What have you done it? I'm trying to think. Well, I did it. I did two, two full cards, cards and then probably, and like yeah. And then the probably like half, Right. Exactly. So right. it's probably like 26. Uh, yeah, 20. Yeah, exactly. Somewhere in there. And, you know, and as you can imagine, some of these are falling in a minute and eight, a minute 14, minute 16. There'll be a guy like not even, not even competing. Uh, I'll have guys, the guy who lost minute 14 in doesn't throw a punch. It's uh, the most infuriating, but when it hits, most exhilarating. I think. I can't remember. It's been so long. <laughs> um, all right, Harry, finish us here. Who's your best bet? Uh, yeah, you know what? I'm going to come Sal, You got me on these, uh, on these sort of prop bets on Fox bets. So I'm going to go to the golf. I'm going to take Phil Mickelson and Bubba Watson both to miss the cut at plus three fifty. with this colonial is a very small course. The par is only 70. Uh, you can basically leave your driver at home. There's only two par fives out here. And there's, this is a situation where Bubba cannot really do well in a course like this. He's been putting terrible this season uh, before uh, COVID hit. Uh, Phil also turns 50 this year. He hasn't been well either. He's missed a lot of cuts. So I'm going to take Phil and Bubba Watson right. both to miss the cut. And you get plus 350. That's great because especially, like I said, this is a course that does not fit Bubba Watson at all. You like, there you go. You like that, Sal, right? That one? Well, I do like it, and I think I'm going to take it, and it's nothing against your guys' bets, bro, the brothers there, but I don't want to jinx your UFC bets. I've not been uh, <laughs> not been good. Uh, Harry, I'm, I'm happy to uh, jinx his bets anytime. Phil and Bubba, to both miss the cut, plus 350 plus, on Plus Fox Sal, Bubba, Bubba's never played at this course, and Phil's only played twice since 2010. Right. Okay. All right. So Phil, Bubba, and if we probably Phil, Bubba, and James Kahn, I think we can get good money there. I don't know. <laughs> Jim, do you have a, do you have a, a final, you have a final best bet before we, we leave for a month? I bet that there's only one person on this pod involved in a podcast that was named one of the best podcasts of 2020 so far. Really? Oh, yes, mm -hmm. that's right. Uh, Jim Cunningham. Self-congratulations to me Good for and you. the WirePod this... crew. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Way best bet corner with Harry. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> well that's good jim you do a good job on that podcast and everyone likes mm -hmm. the wire and they uh it they should be can jim where could people see you um uh brag about the wire podcast 
<laughs> I am on Twitter uh, at Jim Cunningham, and the eyes are ones. They sure as hell are. Uh, Brother Bry, what about you? I'm at the Brother Bry on Twitter. Uh, really, uh, I mean, I feel like I'm starting to get outside a little bit more. Farley uh, Kid and I have been watching uh last few UFC. He's got a nice setup outside his house. He's I come over. He's got the chairs like 15 feet apart from each other. So nice. I've headed over there to watch uh, some UFC. So I look forward to a couple more of those. So what happens, Parlay Kid? Those cards, I, I think they've uh, they've they've showed mercy on you. They're they're ending around 12:15, 12:30 East Coast time. But some yeah. of them run till 1:30. You guys. Yeah, you whooping it up in the backyard. Oh, Sal, is anybody sleep? Nobody's going to bed That's anymore, true. right? So no it's, it's totally anywhere. fine. So there you go. Uh, everybody's up Saturday night, especially. That's like four a.m. for most people these days. That's so. true. Yeah, absolutely. All right, and you are at the Chalk Talker. I'm at the Chalk Talker. Sal, and tomorrow I will be uh, on with our friends from uh, the podcast Blood Round Wrestling. I'll be joining them to talk oh, wow. wrestling and. Uh, they're huge supporters of the sport, and uh, I'll be going on to talk some wrestling with them. I'm really looking forward to it. A bunch of good guys nice. there. Nice. That's great. Yeah, nice, so that'll Dave. be nice. nice. So uh, um, we'll have to uh, see how that good. goes tomorrow. And uh, I will yeah. listen to that. I, I got to tell you, they just, that let, it, let that be a lesson, everybody. If you scream and yell about Long Island wrestling for three years on a sports gambling <laughs> podcast, eventually, <laughs> eventually someone will hear it. <laughs> they have. They have. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. At the Chalk Talker, right? No doubt. No doubt. There yes. you go. All right, fellas. And Harry, what about Harry? You're going to join me on this house uh, interview, right? Can't wait. It's going to be great. And you can also catch me, A.O. Harry, on Twitter. Uh, yes, Brian, the best bet corner.com. Check out my articles for sports coming up this week. And on Odd Shark this week, my article is I give out golf betting tips. So uh, we'll see how that goes. I think we know how that goes. No, but uh, no, that's good. Also, Harry, it was your brother Scott's birthday. He turned 47. Um, he, he, yeah. He's uh, he's, he's I'm trying to explain he's, Scott in a couple of words. Like he's heavy. He's about 60 pounds. Oh, shit. I don't even know anymore. Let's say 60 pounds heavier than Harry. And according 60. to some people, just like a little bit smarter. Yeah. <laughs> and, be and, and, be and better looking. Ken yeah. says he actually probably has three IQ points on you. Uh, hmm. He has said that. <laughs> anyway 47 he's he's in good health harry not well he was no he spent the he spent his birthday in the hospital did i tell you that oh god no no what yeah. happened <laughs> out at work he cut his leg he got it infected he got uh, it was uh, like 90 degrees in the swiggo and he all of a sudden he started freezing he put on a winter coat that bears thing that's got whoa. dirt all over it yeah fell right. asleep in it and then called my father and my father came picked him up took him to the hospital and uh and Jeez. that was that yeah I thought maybe he had a heart attack after your father asked him to borrow a hundred dollars, but that wasn't it. <laughs> Either that or the uh, 80 pounds of candy that uh, Ken sent him about two weeks, uh, two months. Oh, ago. that's good. You guys are doing God's work. Does he listen to the podcast, Harry? No. 80 pounds of candy. He can't figure Ken out. Ken also podcast, sent me right? toilet paper too. <laughs> yeah. Ken is like, he's like Santa Claus. He's Ken like quarantine Santa Claus. He really is. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yes, he is. All right, uh, we are going to uh, talk to Joe House in a second. We are taking a month off. We're going to be back. We'll see everybody in a month. I got to say, it's pretty good run so far for the degenerate trifecta. Three years, I was looking at 150 episodes, over 10 million downloads. Not, not too bad for three guys who um, never spoken to a microphone, except 
Except maybe in Harry's case when he had a swear in and an arraignment or something. But <laughs> nice. Good job by you, fellas. And we Thank are you very much. Be. Thanks for having us along for the ride. Keep Sal. it going. Uh, you got it. We will be back and we'll be back even quicker than a month with Joe House. Hey, if you've been dealing with acne, redness, dark spots, or wrinkles, finding treatment that works can be complicated. You need skincare that actually performs, but getting started can be overwhelming. Thankfully, there's a solution. Roman makes it convenient to get customized prescription skincare that really performs. Just grab your phone or computer and complete a free online consultation, and you'll hear back from a U.S. licensed physician within 24 hours. If appropriate, a doctor will prescribe a custom blended treatment based on your skin type and priorities. You'll receive your custom skincare treatment with free two-day shipping. You also get free unlimited follow-ups with your doctor if you need to make a change to your treatment or have any questions. With Roman, there are no commitments and you can cancel anytime. Go to GetRoman.com Sal for a free online visit and start your new skincare routine today. That's GetRoman.com slash Sal. Eligibility requirements and additional terms apply. All right. Welcome back to Against All Odds. Oh, on the line right now. My good pal and bet buddy, host of Fairway Rolling, House of Carbs. Really my favorite guest, the gluttonous guru of golf. And goulash. Did I forget a G? Joe House, thanks for coming on against all odds. The the only G you forgot, cuz is the G that I lost the last time we bet together. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't even remember. Well, by I the way, I think I think uh, Harry is on the phone with us. I know you guys are buddies. I think he is largely responsible for one of those losses. I was right, right? I was. <laughs> That's true. It was it was a hairy guidance bet on on an Arizona State wide receiver that I never heard of before. <laughs> I, I, I still I still have no idea what his name is, but I went in heavy on the guy. That, that's what it was. Ayuk. That's what it was. Well, good yeah. job, Harry. We'll get we'll, we'll get him Ayuk. this week. Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get him. We're gonna win. He's uh, not playing House. this week, is he? <laughs> no, he, he's he's not. You won't see him on the links. House, there have been a few skins games, but golf is back for real. And when it comes back, I think of you and I think of my agent, James Babydoll Dixon, who it's funny because he was putting on a mask wherever he went and he was terrified of coronavirus in the beginning. And he's like, oh, you know, people are fucking insane walking around without their mask with their noses exposed. And then a few hours later, they canceled the masters. And he was like, he was insulted. He's like, what? How could they do this? This is bullshit. He was so mad. But anyway, I know he's excited. How excited are you? Well, I, I'll, I'll say I have t- tempered jubilation. I mean, you know, the, the, the moment in, in the country right now, you yeah. can't, I, my, I have, there's a big part of me that I want to, mm-hmm. that golf is back. But, you know, look, the, 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 that's not the right move, the right vibe in this 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 moment so i i'm i'm grateful the feeling i'm very grateful to have something that starts to feel like normal back in our lives cuz there you go you see what that was uh joe house that was me trying to trap you into saying something stupid and you didn't fall for it very good you did a very nice job 
Harry, you're excited oh, too, I know. Absolutely. This is going to be good. Listen, uh, God bless Odd Sharks. I, I, I do a lot of stuff for them, and they want me to do a lot of this NASCAR. I'm just, I'm just, and which is great, but I mean, I, I've had enough of the NASCAR right now. I'm, uh, golf is my bread and butter. House, you know this. We, we exchange messages nonstop all the time. We've got a great field here 148 players, 16 of the top 20 players in the world are here. It's going to be fantastic. I'm pumped. I, I tend to disagree. I think bread and butter is your bread and butter, but we, we can get to that a little later. Um, House, uh, yeah, Harry gave you a couple of, I was thinking some of these skins games, we were on the losing end of DJ, it was a few weeks ago, DJ and Rory against Fowler, and who was it, Matt Wolf? Is Matt Matthew Wolf even Wolf. a, pro- was he a professional golfer or was he just someone's friend? I, I don't even, I don't even know that guy. He hasn't been a professional golfer for a full calendar right. year yet. It hasn't even been mm-hmm. a month. Wow. Okay, but we had Wolf and Fowler because the line looked a little fishy and the winning um the winning shot looked a little fishy too. I know we discussed this a little bit, but it was a pin high call that basically won it for Rory and they didn't even measure and we Am I even thinking about the right thing? I can't even remember now. My yeah, mind that, is that going is crazy. The right thing. We we uh they no, we didn't see anybody out there with a measuring tape. They eyeballed it, and then we, mm-hmm. you know, we took the eyeball le- loss as usual. Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna make it back. Um, like I said, Harry gave you a loser a couple weeks ago. Harry, uh, now that's a Charles Schwab challenge. Is are they rubbing it in a little bit here? I know it's the first first <laughs> tournament back. Everyone's people are jobless and poor, and we're starting it up with Chuck Schwab. It doesn't seem right. Well, look, uh, <laughs> Colonial is, uh, is is historic. I mean, uh, they've been great tournaments here in the past, and we've got guys here. Like I said, 16 of the top 20 best players in the world playing here. Uh, Rory, 7-1. Uh, to one. Uh, Like you said, 7.5-1, to one, Sal. Um, House, I mean, I, Rory's never played here before, so there's a lot of guys that haven't played here before because it's the first tournament back from COVID. Uh, I mean, Rory, you know, he's a big-time driver, just like DJ is. How's he going to fare on a course that's uh, par 70 and very short here? Yeah, so we have the top five players in the world and the attributes of this particular venue um, really take driver out of the hands of guys and really um, diminish the advantage of length off the tee, which is fun, I think, for, for us as a first tournament back. And it is, as Harry mentioned, you know, it has a storied history. They have this uh, Hogan's Alley, you know, the old Ben Hogan. He's, he's won here a whole bunch of times. And it's a, t- a tournament that's been around for, you know, decades. Um, and it's just a, n- a very nice coincidence that, that it is the return of professional golf um, to a venue that, that does have history like this and also has a kind of like requires a strategic way of going around the golf course that is kind of out of the usual ordinary bomb and gouge thing that you, we might've become accustomed to of watching guys just go out and hit driver three thirty and then, you know, a wedge in, you can't do that at this joint. You have to be strategic. There's a lot of dog legs. There's the rough is high. The greens are bent grass and they roll super fast and, you know, they're, they're small greens, so you have to have a quality short game. You have to be able to shape the shot a little bit. So it really opens up the field. A lot of short hitters win at this place. We got people like Kevin Na last year. Uh, Jordan Spieth has won here. Zach Johnson has won here. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Kevin Kisner has won here. And then going back like 10 years, David Toms 
none of those guys are, are, are big hitters. So that's kind of fun, kind of a fun way to kick it off, I think. Yeah, for sure. And you mentioned Rory, plus 750. He's the leader right now in the club. Everyone's in the clubhouse, I guess. But John Rahm, 11 to 1. Justin Thomas, 16. Webb, 22 to 1. Bryson DeChambeau, 25. Patrick Reed, 28. Uh, Xander Shuffle, 28. And uh, Kepka, 31. Now, you mentioned the Bombers are not as at an, exa- uh, an advantage. Um, maybe that is, uh, that's as much proof as you need that Kepka is 30 to 1. But does it also hurt a guy like Rory? who seems to disappoint me every single Sunday, whether I'm on him or not. I, I don't know. It's, this is the thing. Like, not only do we not know how to anticipate a player like Rory playing at a venue like this, who the F knows what Rory's been doing the last few months. I mean, we know right. that, that he, he played pretty, pretty good at that event um, down at Seminole. Mm-hmm. It was good to see him. And he, he hit the winning shot. Allegedly no <laughs> tape measure, Sal, but allegedly no. the winning shot. <laughs> Um, he looked to be in decent form, but not incredible form. So, who but again, knows? Rory, but again, Joe, I, this is also Rory's first time ever playing here, too. You know, so that's really going to yeah. be interesting. So, I mean, so, you know, the, these guys are so good that he, you figure he's done a little bit of legwork and he's going to figure out strategy. But you don't know whether or not his mindset is coming and burn the joint down, or whether he's showing up like I just want to get some reps. I want to get my reps right now. It's it's hard to say. So I think what you're saying is because we don't know, we, we don't know how these guys have practiced. We don't know how they've lived. Um, it might be better to take a chance on a, on a long range shot. Uh, like a jo- imagine Jordan Spieth at 40 to one. Can you imagine those, those odds? Uh, Matt Kuchar, 40 to one, Tony Finau, 40 to one right in there. It's like, I look at NBA with, you know, does it shouldn't matter that the Lakers maybe were in first place or that uh, some, a team won three in a row you know, the, the, the bucks were struggling a little, whatever. It's really a short season. Now this is a short weekend off of what we don't know what happened in the, in the uh, interim, maybe take the jazz. Maybe I sound like Simmons right now, relating everything to the NBA, but you know what I'm saying here house. What do you think? So mid range guys. Yeah. Yes. Mid range guys. Also for me, I'm taking guys that I know like this place that I know have played mm-hmm. well here and guys that, that we've seen perform well here. So okay, I the 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 my best bet on the board. I'll save it until we get to the best bet time. But Ryan right. Palmer belongs to this to this club. He's a he's a member of Colonial Country Club, and he mm-hmm. he plays great here. He finishes uh, uh you know tied for six last year, and he has four top six finishes mm-hmm. in the last eight years. Jordan Spieth loves to play at this place. He's won here. He has two runner up. He's never missed a cut. Texas guy. Uh, Tony Finau, second place last year. Justin Rose, won here two years ago. Brooks Kepka, second place two years ago. These are the names I'm looking at. And for the odds that we're talking about, feels like a little bit of value. You know, guys, I think it's, it's out just real quick. When you mentioned, uh, Sal, you mentioned Brooks uh, Kepka earlier, and you just mentioned two house, you know, like you said, 2018, not one, but two. He had two 63s two years ago. At, at this, this course. course, at this venue, so yeah, so yeah he can wow. get it around. Out and you here. mentioned Zach Johnson as hmm. a, a big underdog. Like he's won this twice in the past. I know it's been a, he's forty four years old now. House uh, Zach Johnson hasn't been in much in the leaderboard, but you said again he's been very good. Two thousand ten, he won. Two thousand twelve, he won. Uh, and two thousand eleven, he came in fourth. So he's uh, he's always around the leaderboard. So maybe Zach Johnson, big number. You can get him at nine to one to finish in the top twenty. 
No, man, you know what? I'm feeling like I'm looking at this like it's a it's a a major. Mm -hmm. I really am. Only because golf hasn't been around in a while. And I'm looking at these numbers on Foxbet. And you mentioned Palmer, who belongs to the club. Uh, where is he now? I even lost him. I, just, I left him for a second. Now I can't find it. Was he 80 to one? Um, yeah, he was at Ryan Palmer. Class. I'm looking at Fox bet and we have, yeah. a, we, by the way, Fox bet. Great setup. I should, I, I, I don't want this to feel like a, it's a plug cause yeah, uh, cause right. I'm not getting paid by them, but <laughs> they, they've done an awesome job in terms of the format. They have created uh, an each way bet on here, which is something that I've been pining for on my show, fairway rolling. You know, uh -huh. which which permits you to per, to to bet on a guy to win, but if he finishes in the top five, you get a quarter of your money. That's 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 a terrific development. Yeah, I see Ryan Palmer here at eighty to one, cuz. Yeah, that's good. And what is it? Fourteen for top three. What is it? Fourteen for top five. Ten for top ten. I, I have to keep going back and forth there. Yeah, that's and plus three hundred for top twenty. That's that's not bad. Fox bet. I should mention also. They're not really paying me, but uh, I should mention that they are um, they have a promotion this week. If you bet your guy to win before the tees off on Thursday and he doesn't win, but he comes up in the top 10, you get your money back. So that's a that's a fun one, too. Um, that's all we strive for is to get our money back here. Uh, Harry, any other names uh, jump out at you? Patrick Reed. Uh, you can get him at 28 to one. Three to one, top ten. Another Texas guy, world ranking seven. Uh, he won the WGC in Mexico City. He's second in on the tour in one putts. He's sixth in birdies uh, average wise. He's in his last ten tournaments. He's finished seventeenth or better in eight of them. He's been red hot until this uh, break and all. But Patrick Reed is a name definitely who's going to be in the leaderboard. One of the interesting things here is the fact that there are no fans at this event, no grandstands, no corporate tents. Mm. And I wonder about a guy like him who does seem to have kind of a, a, an emotional element to his game, whether or not he'll be affected by that. That's another reason, by the way, that I do like Ryan Palmer. You know who's played this golf course a bunch of times without fans and without grandstands and without corporate tents? Ryan yeah. Palmer. And I'll, I'll just jump right in. I mean, th th this is my best bet uh, on the board. Uh, he, he was a guest on Jason Sobel's podcast this week. Jason Sobel's a friend of the, the Fairway Rolling Pod. Um, and he, uh, he, he gave out, he said, the reason that you want to look at, at me, he said, Palmer, here's, here's my case for me. He shot a 64 last Friday on this golf course under basically the same conditions under which they're going to be wow. playing it. He plays great here. He tied for six last year, four top six finishes in the past eight years. I mean, plus three, three to one to get Ryan Palmer to finish in the top 20. That's, that just feels like good value. What about that's guys, insanity. What about, what that's about a Justin lot. Rose though? Uh, house look, he, you know, he won two years ago. And in, in, in winning two years ago, he shot 66, 64, 66, 64, 260. That was amazing. Yeah. The, 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 the course, the, the tournament record here is 21 under. Rose shot 20 under two years ago. Now, I, there right. is a bet featuring Justin Rose that I'd like that's on the board. The cuz helped me help point me in this direction. You can bet Justin Rose, Tony Finau, Brooks Kepka together. Mm -hmm in a make the cut parlay and get two to one odds 
And the, mm. the one that I like Rose here for a couple of reasons. In the first place, he was having a really tough 2019, 2020 season because he, he switched uh, equipment mm-hmm. right before the pandemic, you know, put a, a, a halt to everything. He's back now with TaylorMade, the manufacturer of the equipment that he used during his best stretch of professional golf. And he uh, was not playing poorly. He missed the cut at the Arnold Palmer Invitational, his last competitive event, but it was because of his putting. Now, he's a grinder. He's had three months to dial in the new tailor-made equipment and the putter, and he has something to prove. He lost his standing. I like him. In, the, in a make-the-cut parlay, I like Justin Rose here. Yeah, that's on Fox, Matt. As you said, Rose, Finau, Kepka, 2-1, to one, it pays. I, I'll tell you what, living on the West Coast and doing these cut parlays, uh, it's great because more often than not, I'll wake up Thursday morning and see, like, I'm done. Like, oh, look at that, Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas is plus 7 through 13. That's have it. You, have I you ever bet the European chance, tour? But... <laughs> well, yeah, if there's a, that much of right a time house? difference, forget it. I know. I know Harry. Well, Harry's waking up at crazy, crazy hours for something. It wasn't. What was there a South Korean to, uh, tournament you had money on? Yeah, Harry, remember last we, year? Were, we actually watched up. me you uh, parlay kid. We watched it at your house, and I won. Actually, had uh, Justin Rose. That was two years ago. Had him during that Korean tournament. Yeah. So house. Wow. So these are good names. Uh, Palmer eighty to one. Spieth forty to one. Finau forty to one. Rose fifty to one. Are you ready to? Uh, you ready to hit us with your best? Yeah. Well, the, the my best bet is Palmer at three to one. But the guy that I think is going to win this golf tournament this week, my pick to win, is Webb Simpson. He's currently okay. ninth in the world. He's coming off of four consecutive top tens. Nobody was hotter than Webb coming into this, and his particular skill set, I think, is a great, great matchup for what this venue requires, which is bogey avoidance which is scoring well on par fours. There are only two par fives on this golf course. Right now, Webb Simpson, first on tour in bogey avoidance, first on tour in par four performance, which is a stat that says he's the best at scoring under par on the par fours. That's through the entire season, 20 rounds for him so far. He's in the top 10 in approach. He's in the top 15 in putting. I like a 22 to one each way bet for Webb to win. I'm also looking at Webb in a couple matchups. He's minus 120 mm-hmm. against Bryson. Bryson, uh, who has missed the cut three of the last four times he's played this venue. And he's minus 140 against Brooks. And I don't like ever going against Brooks, but because I like the particular attributes of Webb here, I'm willing to go ahead and hold my nose. Those are both like decent odds. I'm going to play Webb in the in the in those matchups, and I'm going to play him at the twenty-two to one. Look at House; he really does it all. So thorough, Harry. Why can't you be like that, Harry? Do you have anything other than what? What did you give out on against all odds, Harry? I forgot. What was your best bet? Phil Mickelson and Bubba Watson both both to miss the cut. You can get plus three fifty on Fox Bet for that. Look, uh, House. You know Bubba. This this type of course doesn't fit him at all. He hasn't played this course ever. Phil's played only twice in the last uh, since 2010. He missed one cut, made one. Um, he's like I said. He's also Phil's missed the last cut, four out of five cuts. Uh, he's played in. He's 159th on tour <laughs> in scoring average. Bubba missed two of his last three cuts, and um, 
He's 178th in driving accuracy percentage. Uh, he's hit just 235 fairways this season out of a possible 416. 143rd on tour and birdie average. This is a this this course is a disaster for Bubba, who will not be able to drive the ball at all. And there's only two holes on this entire course that you can go and drive straight. Everything else, like you said, houses, dog right. legs, and everything I, else. You know, I, I'm watching House right now because I have the video of House. Thankfully, I don't have any of Harry, but House is wincing at every 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 oh, little stat it. you throw he in. Lo- you don't House like this. loves it. I, I, I do love so. it. The, tr- the reason I'm wincing is because I would have liked this in for this level of information, this deep dive. Uh, on the Brandon Ayuk misguidance that we got, but I want that was we had Ayuk going, you know, in the first you know, round of the NFL draft, it, and we messed that up. It, but Harry, I want to get on the right side of karma. You and I are owed one by the gambling gods. I'm jumping in with you on that plus three fifty. Uh, I go. love that logic, and I love being on the same side as nice. the H at plus three fifty too. You know, if we find out that Brandon Ayuk is catting for Bubba Watson, we can call the whole thing off. We're, but I, there's no indication of that effed. right now. Uh, House, what what's going on? Speaking of F food, let's hear it. What's uh, what's your? I know you talk about this at length. What do you, have you calmed down? I've calmed down since March. I was ordering in. I'm I'm a disaster uh, of a mess looking at myself right now, and I need to calm down. But um, John and Vinny's pizza kits oh. were available, and they delivered, and I devoured. And uh, I'm paying the price for it now. But they were that was my top uh, go to. What about you? Because you you look great as always. I will tell you, I've been <laughs> there's only seven days in a week, but I've been cooking four days a week and ordering in four days a week. Really? Because, you know, <laughs> we, we some days we, we, we cook and we order in. I want to do my best to support the independent restaurants here in the D.C. area. You know, the, mm-hmm. anybody that went to the trouble of, of creating the carryout or delivery, we tried to spread around uh, and be generous with who we ordered from. But there were a couple uh, uh, standouts out there. There was a, a, a Indian establishment. We, we uh, went heavy. I don't don't think for a second. Tandoori lamb chops mm. that might sound mm. a little all, off the the beaten path i'm telling you if they're if they're 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 uh uh nice but butterflied and there's a, a delicious light uh curry that goes on them that's something that you wakes up your palate when you're stuck at wow. home and you're looking outside can i go outside i gotta put on a map you want something to enliven the senses right you want all five of the senses to come alive with the food tandoori lamb chops and look the summer is is upon us get yourself a nice bottle of of a rose of rosé pour yourself Mm -hmm. a nice tall chilled rosé and have some tandoori lamb chops i love it i think the best lamb chops ever had were with you at that brooklyn what was it that the cob center there that was incredible that was spectacular now now i'm thinking about lamb chops (laughs) ken on the other hand he had a very big purchase Hot chocolate, right? How much? How much hot chocolate? I mean, cases and cases of hot he, chocolate. He got it. Right, yeah, Harry? he found it. He, he, it's our guy's the busiest guy in the world, but yet he's on uh, Amazon looking up stuff and ordering stuff here in, uh, during this uh, pandemic. Uh, uh, seems like non. We're getting like we're, our house. Our over under is nine and a half packages a day here at the uh, compound. Well, and uh, don't you guys we'll live ta- in Arizona? Live in Arizona. Yeah. So, yes. What the f- That's what, are you what makes those. About? Are- it's 109 degrees, and he's got this caramel, uh, endless supply of caramel hot is chocolate. Is he a child? And, uh, is he nine years old? Yes. Well, yes, both, both of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Harry <laughs> drinks so, so, yeah, so Harry we, can't, can't answer so that. We just, right, I can't. And we just sent Sal some, and uh, we, yeah, 80% off on hot chocolate. We ordered, like, uh, 
15 boxes with 24, <laughs> 24 of Pingo. Send me some. I'll say something nice about it. Pingo hot chocolate. It's going to be say something nice. the logo is a. It's not hot chocolate. It, hot chocolate weather for another 315 days in, uh, in uh, Phoenix or Paradise. <laughs> the Valley, logo's got are. a penguin on it. Oh, yeah. man. That makes sense, at least. All right. Well, Joe House, it's been a pleasure. Uh, my favorite guest. He really is. I'm not going to split hairs here. Thank you. Uh, thanks again. Fairway Rolling, House of Carbs. Catch them all. And that'll do it for another episode of Against the Lots. Cousin Sal, watch Jimmy Kimmel Live, 1135 tonight, every weeknight on ABC. That's that. For the Degenerate Trifecta, heel producer Jim Cunningham and Joe House. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Na, 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 na.